Hello, I'm Julie. Hi, I'm Matt, and you're listening to American Polly. In this podcast, we will discuss intimate topics that highlight ethically non-monogamous lifestyles. We're your hosts, and we're so excited you're joining us on this adventure. Our podcast covers sexually explicit material and is meant for mature audiences only. So please, if you're a minor, navigate to a more appropriate podcast. Neither of us are licensed professionals, just average Joes, and our opinions should be taken as such. If you find our podcast interesting, please like and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, or visit our website at American-Polly.com, where you can check out our blog, ask questions, leave comments, or view our merchandise. Now please, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Julie. Hello, I'm Matt, and you're listening to American Polly. Tonight we're going to be talking about body image and how that's perceived with multiple partners. So I know for myself, I have some issues with my own body, like many of our listeners probably do as well, of how I am perceived. Because there are parts of me that I would like to change or um, that I am not super comfortable with. And, you know, I, I wonder what other people think. You know, am I... Am I handsome enough? Am I, um, you know, do, do other people perceive me in the same light as I perceive myself? Um, and I, I don't think that I'm alone when I feel this way. And I know Julie has some of her own things that she struggles with. And, and I'm, I don't think that we're alone in this at all. And I think it's, mm -hmm. I, I think that when you're, in a monogamous relationship, then your spouse or significant other, you kind of... Well, you just feel like they accept you the way you are. Exactly. Right, because they're monogamous with you, they've made a commitment, especially if you're married, that they're going to love you no matter what. But when you open your relationship and now you're ethically non-monogamous or you're swinging or you're poly or whatever your definition of relationship may be, you start seeking new partners and that is when that little bit of self-doubt can start to creep in and you start to think, well, I mean, I know for myself, I think, whew, I'm not 20 anymore. There's some lines, you know, I wish the girls were where they used to be. <laughs> well, I, I think too, though, like I know the first time that you and I were actually in a well, the first time that I was actually in a group situation ever was, I mean, there were quite a few people there mm -hmm. and I was so. Was it seven? I think it was six, six, or, six, or, six, six or seven. Yeah. Six or seven. People. And, you know, it was very nerve wracking to be able to one, you know, like start getting undressed in front of people. Um, and the other thing is just to be completely utterly naked in front of like seven people that I didn't know as well as I knew you. Well, you knew one. 
That's, I, it was six, and that's one sixth, so that's pretty good. I mean, two, two. <laughs> actually, no. If you think about it, you know, you know yourself, so you know you and I, so that's like a third. I appreciate you trying to sell it. I really do. I try, baby. I know. You know a third of the people there, 33%. 33% is good. 33% is good. Yeah. And especially if you're in Vegas. Right. But when you're getting naked for the first time, yeah, 33% seems awful small. And it is definitely a different thing for you because you're introverted exactly and you're shy our darling our darling is shy and and it's the cutest thing i adore that in you but i'm not so i'm like take it off baby (laughs) right well i mean and and that's the thing i think that was really strange to me is that once that like i was fully um undressed you were naked <laughs> in certain circles, I love that word, naked. And you say it so delightfully. <laughs> I think you have a secondary career. Maybe. Anybody want to call my number? <laughs> <laughs> you can leave a comment. <laughs> this is a new profession for me. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, I think though the really the the thing about it was that once that I was. Completely undressed and completely naked, as you see. That's a good word. So eloquently described. I, I surprisingly how comfortable I really was. Well, everyone else's. I, I yes, but at the same time, like I, you know, I'm happening happening to look as well. Like mm-hmm. we're there. It's the first time. I'm I'm introverted, but I'm curious at the same time. Like I just can't not look. And it was interesting that like. I'm looking at everyone else's bodies and I'm like, are you realizing that they're not all Ken and Barbie either? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the thing. That's even, it. even, mm-hmm. and what surprises me is that some of the people that we have met and then through other circumstances, I have seen them uh, undressed. Um, I was shocked because with clothes on, I did not think that they were going to look like that when they were undressed. Is that like look like that yay or look like that nay? Um, or just neutral? Just neutral. Oh, okay. I was surprised at their bodies that that what I had in my mental uh, mind's eye, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, did not match up what was reality. Well, I think that there's a lot of things that give us what I think it's called body dysmorphia, right? Because we see porn, like porn's part, like, okay, porn is airbrush perfection. And that is when you think sexually, when you think of like a group participating in like um, a sex act, you think porn. And so then when you're in real life, you realize that, okay, no one's perfect here. We all have scars. We all have tan lines. We have cellulite. We have little things about us that have happened over the years that, you know, can like spider veins on our legs and because we're not 20 and we're not airbrushed, we're, we're humans. Well, and I think, I think, I think that's the big misconception with society. Right. Is that, you know, people not in the lifestyle, um, people who are not, you know, ethically non-monogamous or, or swingers or mm-hmm. poly people, um, people that aren't around a lot of people that are, are naked are naked. I'm going to keep doing that. (laughs) I know. I'm going to keep repeating it back to you. Um, So I think that that has kind of helped me be more a little bit 
more comfortable with myself. Oh, that's really good. So you realize that no one's perfect and that helps you accept you the way that you are? It, it's, it's, it's a very slow learning process for me. I think, you know, it's a very slow, maybe not a learning process is not the right word. I think maybe more acceptance. Acceptance process. Um, would I like to be more fit? Would I like to be, you know, would I like to... a horse? It's not even about that. <laughs> Sorry, darling. No, no, no. It's, it's, I, and, and, and that's a different topic. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think that, um, I think it's just, I'm, I'm realizing that, you know, what we see in videos and what we see online or, um, and not even, it doesn't even have to be, uh, quote unquote, like a sexual act. But like ads on television oh, or billboards the, or magazines. One of the worst, worst, worst offenders of this is women's magazines. Have you ever picked up like Cosmo or Marie Claire or any of that? Because, oh my God, there is no way I will ever look like that. I could put on 50 pounds of makeup and like have liposuction and I would never look like that because it's airbrush perfection. Those girls don't look like that either. Well, it's photoshopped. I, I think that's interesting that you bring that up because in light of current situations that are going on in the world, you're seeing a lot more um, celebrities and uh, other famous people mm -hmm. who are taking photographs of themselves or posting stuff mm -hmm. and you're getting, you see them normal you see them normal right without the without all the glam without all the glam yeah. and all the professional makeup and everything I, else. I mean, don't get me wrong i'm not saying that we shouldn't look pretty and and like wear makeup and do our hair and all oh, that kind of no, stuff no no no, no, no. no i'm not saying that i either. think you should do whatever makes you feel beautiful or, i mean women or, or men whatever makes you feel handsome or beautiful do it I, we're we're trying to say that you're not alone in worrying about these little things about your body. Like we, I don't, I couldn't even tell you. I don't know how many couples we've been with, but it's not like we keep count <laughs> or like bed bed bed, no, bed notches or whatever. No, and we but, don't we don't do that. What I'm I mean... saying is like we we've been with lots of couples. And almost every couple that we have been with, at some point, when it goes from flirtatious friends to lovers, there is, it doesn't matter if it, if they are perfectly fit, we've had partners who are, you know, the gym rats who are there seven days a week, two hours a day. We've had partners who, what's a gym, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Every single one of us has something that we don't like. Every, Absolutely. Every single one. And every single time, there's a little bit of insecurity that first time you're naked and that first time that you're with that new partner and you're like, are they going to accept me? Am I being judged? Am I, what are am they Am I thinking? good enough? Am I enough in general? Right. Is, and is I think that, I, I mean, I can speak for myself. I really can't. I, I don't know. I can't speak for you. Um, but, you know, there, there is that point, you know, where like, okay, we're undressed and things are happening and am I good enough? Right. Can I please my partner? Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I completely and understand. You and I have a very great, we, we communicate about things and we, we are on the same page, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I am very fortunate that Julie is such a great communicator and we have a very open dialogue and we know where each other's at and we reassure each other um, when we're feeling vulnerable about Absolutely. certainly certain things. Because it can crop up and it can bite you in the butt before you even know it. And it's and it's the interesting thing is that it's it's it could be something that happened twenty years ago, but somebody might say a phrase, somebody might make oh, an offhand comment. Absolutely. And, and everything just comes rushing back. I I have a great example of this. I was married to someone who was pretty obsessed with large breasted women and towards the end of our marriage we were swingers and that was an obsession for him and your your darling here is not large breasted she's she's a b-cup right and they're sensitive and they're perky and they're happy but they're not large but they're delightful (laughs) but the point of that is um that always made me feel inadequate. And then I would worry that every time he was touching my breasts, was he thinking, oh, I wish these were bigger, right? Because he was so obsessed. And, you know, and that gave me a complex. And then going forward, after that relationship dissolved and, and I moved away from that, my partner since then, I have always worried, oh my gosh, are, is this enough? Is, am I enough? Do I, do I need to have plastic surgery? Is that really necessary? Or, or, you know what, am I, is what I have wonderful the way it is? Yes. Thank you. So that brings up an interesting point that I would like to touch on Mm -hmm. is that the perception of women. In your case, you were curious of whether or not you were good enough. Were you enough? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And I know that in the moment, from a man's point of view, we are perfectly content. Well, some of you are. Some, yeah. Some that's of you true. are, but then there's, you know, then there's not. Then there's the ones like, okay. like my ex-husband who wanted bigger is better. So, okay. So we, we've played with a lot of different people. Have you ever had anybody stop you and say, you know what, I'm just not feeling this because your breasts are not big enough? No. Mm -mm. Usually it's like a little game. How many times can I pinch these before something happens? (laughs) And I kind of like that game personally, but anyway. (laughs) I'm lost for words for a second. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, darling. (laughs) Um, No, but I, I think that's interesting that that, so in, in here again, this is the difference between, I think, a, a woman and a man is that you, even while you're playing, you're thinking of these things, right? We're worrying about it. Right. Because we want to be perfect. When I'm, when I'm playing with someone, I'm worried about, am I enough? Can I pleasure her enough? Mm. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be with, with any ways. With my fingers, with my, am I kissing her good enough? Am I touching her the way that she wants to be touched? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where communication comes in. But 
you know, sometimes even with new partners, though, it could be it could be a very short time mm-hmm. where you're at, at an event and not in your hometown. True. And it's and I don't I, I don't I hate to use this terminology, but it's it's a one and done situation. You're talking about like a like when you're out of town or an event, like a um, planned party or something, and then you meet a couple and everything clicks and you just feel the connection and you're like, hey, let's do this because it's it's spur of the moment, but it's um, serendipity, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And. You know, it's even if it's not serendipity, maybe it's someone that you only play with once and they're local, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's just a, it's just a happenstance that it, everything works out that you, you're able to do it. Opportunity knocks. Yeah. And, you know, I, I question whether or not like, Hey, is this, is this the right thing to do right now? Mm-hmm. And if, am I touching her the right way? And I think for me, you know, it, and mean, for me, I'm all focused on her. So are you less worried about your own body when you're more worried about your the partner that you're with? I think less about myself when I am focused on my partner. That's interesting from a man's perspective because I think as a woman, I I am somewhat worried about pleasing my partner, but I'm pretty confident that I'm my skills are decent that I'm not going to not please my partner. I mean, I'm, I'm relatively confident that I, Matt is giving me a look, ladies and gentlemen, that is like, well, you think highly of yourself. Uh, but, no, that look was <laughs> like your skills are a little uh, are they above, above average. Above average. Thank you. But I'm just saying that I think that as a woman, it is really hard for me to let go of oh my God, he's between my legs and there's cellulite there. And oh my goodness, there's a little bit of this and there's a little bit of that. And I have a little bit of chub on my thighs and, you know, my, my badonkadonk is kind of big and I worry about that stuff. And I So should... for those of you who don't know what a badonkadonk <laughs> is, she's referring to our derriere. <laughs> yes, I am. But I'm just saying that it is difficult for me to get out of that headspace and fully embrace a new partner sometimes because I am worried about that. And ironically, the more attractive my partner is, my new partner, the more I will stress about that. So and I, I think that's normal. I think I think a lot of women do that. So that's interesting that you say that because the more, the more, I, I it's interesting you say that. And I'm gonna um, start over with my statement is yeah. that I always. And more focused on my partner than I am on myself. So you're worried less about you. Until the roles are reversed. And then she, when she's focused on you, then you're thinking, oh, holy shit, here we go. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. But, but when I'm with, with a new partner, I am solely focused on her and I am, I am keyed in as much as I can on how I touch her and the reactions that I get. Now, whether that's kissing her, whether that's touching her with my hand, whether or not it's oral, oral, mm-hmm. or if it's if it's you know your oral skills, or if it's even if even if there's actual physical sex involved, mm-hmm. um, you know I try to pay as much as close of attention uh, visually. Uh, audio, 
you know, from her sounds. Mm -hmm. If she makes a certain sound and I touch her that way, mm -hmm. then I, I try to, to try to make note of that. So you can let go of your body issues if you're focused on your partner. Absolutely. hundred percent. I don't think, I don't That's think about amazing. myself at all is that I am totally into her and I am totally trying to give her the most amazing pleasure and totally just be into her a hundred percent. Well, I can attest that you do a very good job, but <laughs> at what point, so when it switches, mm -hmm. when, when the role is reversed and she is pleasuring you, that I struggle, I struggle actually, I, I struggle to sometimes get an erection. Really? I struggle with like, oh my God, does she, you know, you know, I am not. You're worried about, I'm worried I about, have a little bit of pudge here. Yeah. I'm worried about that. Know, I'm like, you am know, I, am I hard enough for her? Am I, yeah. is my body. Do I, how do I taste? I worry about how I taste. I, and I know that's, yeah. a, that's a concern for me. Right. I mean, is it, like, is it a situation where we've been out all night and we've been dancing or we've been doing where I'm like, oh my God, I, I was sweating earlier. Do, <gasps> Are do you I, worried about sweaty balls? I'm not, I'm worried about smell. <laughs> I'm, I'm very self-conscious about my smell. I'm sorry. I couldn't, I couldn't resist. I know. That's like my favorite SNL skit. It, oh no, no, no. No, it's not my favorite. It's my second favorite. You know what my favorite is? The SLS skit? No, no, no. SNL. I'm teasing. Oh, I'm like, wait a minute. Are you confused? No, SNL. My favorite skit. Do you know the one? Do you know the one? Christmas balls? No, that's sweaty balls. No, my favorite one. Stick in a box. No. Although that one's good. Um, I like the one with Patrick Swayze and uh, Chris Farley, where they're the, where they're the um, Chippendale dancers. Oh, my God. That's my favorite. Hands down. Every time. Laugh my ass off. It's fabulous. And two of the most amazing men. I'm so sad they're gone because such talent and so fucking funny. I love it. Anyway, okay. Memory Lane, that's my favorite. That's interesting. Will you dance like a Chip and Dale for me? I I'll, you the I'll dance like Chip and Dale. <laughs> How about Halloween? I could dress you up that way for Halloween. You could be my Chip and Dale. Chip little, and Dale. Little, How do you do both? Do you do a split tie. like you do half a no, face no, no, with no. one red nose? No, no, no. We're gonna do a bow tie and some, and some tuxedo pants and no shirt. Uh, I'll stuff some money in your pants. <laughs> we are off subject. Sorry, we're <laughs> down a rabbit hole, people. <laughs> I was thinking about that for a second. <laughs> Um, Matt's but, like, how can I make some side money on this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's my gig. <laughs> but no, seriously, when I I am focused on my partner, I don't think about my body. It's mm. just when the roles were reversed, mm -hmm. that's when I become so uber self conscious. How do you get over that? What do you do to get over that body dysmorphia? You know, I I, I haven't found a, a good way to do that yet, mm -hmm. and I think it really depends on the partner. Mm -hmm. Um, and it really depends on my comfort level with the partner. Mm -hmm. Um. There, I, I know that there are some partners that I've been with that I have not been able to get an erection. Really? Yes. Just because you were so worried? I was so worried in my head about, you know, am I attractive enough? Am I... And you're so good looking. I don't... I For me, it's hard for me to understand why you think that because I think you are so handsome. Well, it's not only that, but we're, this is going back to society, right? This right. is going back mm -hmm. to like, okay. You don't look like Kendall. I don't look like a Kendall. I don't look like, um, 
I don't look like the guy that you flipped through the magazine. Right. With. You're not a Calvin Klein model. I'm not a Cal- I'm not, not a Cal- nothing but nothing against Calvin Klein models, but I like my guys a little broader than that. Um, you know, and and you know, the other thing too is is like I'm not a porn star, right? I don't mm-hmm. have a freaking ten inch cock and I'm not, you know you know, I wasn't blessed with that. Your cock is lovely. But so I, but here, but society puts these things on us, right? Right. No, I believe it. I believe it. I'm, I'm not triple D's right. or double D's. I totally understand where you're coming from but because so we, I, that is put on us completely. Right. And so I question myself. I'm sure that there's a lot of other men out there that do like, okay, am I, am I endowed enough to actually please this person? Right. Bigger is, is better. That's the society we live in. That's why we supersize everything. Exactly. That's why you go to McDonald's and you get the, the giant, the giant fries, right? The Not giant me, fries. French fries. French fries are gross. Okay. French fries are I disgusting. knew there was something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> they are. All they are is grease soaked potatoes. Now onion rings. Oh, I like onion rings. So, all right. But French fries are weird. Okay. I don't understand. Sorry, we're getting off Sorry. topic. Sorry. We are. We are off topic, but I'm just saying in the world of side dishes, fries are like down there with broccoli. But so, okay. Supersize goes to everything in society now, right? We've got mm-hmm. humongous SUVs. We've mm-hmm. got hu- humongous McMansions. We've got all of these. So why shouldn't we have humongous dicks? Right. Exactly. Or breasts. Or breasts. Or, you know. Or, or whatever. Do you know there's a whole society of people out there that are that are clit sizes? So I, I, you know, this is, I did know this, but I didn't know this was a thing. It is a thing. They like they like larger, like like the actual clit itself has to be a certain like they want it to be bigger. Like that's like a. Do they have like surgery and stuff that they do with some know. of this? I mean, I, I just stumbled across this the other day down a on a little tangent online. <laughs> That's what happens when Julie gets bored. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> like, it's just, I'm like, Google this, right? No, don't ever look at my Google history. I mean, maybe you should, but maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> it's 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 interesting. <laughs> Because I'm pretty curious in general, so. Well, I am too, and I've I've actually found some really interesting stuff online. Yeah. But I didn't. I knew that there was a size difference. That's a thing. It is a thing. And well, I mean, we found out that it was a thing when we bought that toy. Yes, actually. We found out this was a, this was a thing for us. We bought. We were on vacation, and we had the opportunity to go to a not adult uh, naughty store really wasn't that naughty, but it was an adult. Kind of naughty. It was an adult store. And there's not a lot of those where we're from. So, and this is a quite a, a big one and a big national chain. So we were pretty excited about it. And um, we bought a rather expensive toy. And when I say that, I say that knowing that most toys are, you know, not relatively inexpensive, but this was like a couple hundred dollar toy. And I had this idea that Matt would be able to control it from his phone and like I could be wearing it in public and things could be happening and yeah. But the problem is it's kind of U-shaped. One side goes in your vagina. The other side is supposed to lay against your clit and supposed to be is, is the issue because apparently the way I'm shaped, the toy is not quite long enough. Right. 
It's about an inch too short. Which really stinks because you have tried to contact the company. I have. And, and you I, have I really not... got the runaround. You did. I did. And I, and I very, very detailed explained this to them, which is an interesting email for me, if, if any of you listeners would read that, because I went quite in depth on exactly what was wrong. And uh, it... um. It just doesn't fit. It just doesn't lay against the spot it's gonna supposed to lay against for things to happen. So, do you feel like that's a body image thing for you? I mean, are do you do you think about that when you have a potential partner? Well, now I do. Now I think, is my clip too big? Is it shaped weird? Am I spread too far apart? Like, is it too high and it should be lower, closer to the other spots? I worry about that. And we we have other partners that we play with. And of course, now I'm doing like a survey <laughs> and, and I am spaced differently than other people. But you can't and, be the only one. Though. I know, right? But I kind of feel like I am. And this is the reason why. You're just so special. You are the I know. only one. I'm, I'm, I'm my own little, I'm my own little unique canary. <laughs> I've never thought of you as canary, but I think I'm going to make bird sounds next time. <laughs> I'm just saying that I never considered this to be a thing, but it is a thing. And so that led me down the whole search of do women have different size clips? And apparently they do. Some are quite a bit bigger. Some are quite a bit smaller. Some are higher up. Some are lower down. Everyone's a little different. So how can we make a, a one size all fits toy? That is wrong. It's wrong. Well. Especially might... when you're going to charge $200 for it. Just saying. Yeah. So. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm now at a loss because I knew that there were some clips that were different. Mm -hmm. But. Then I wonder, too, like now that I know that mine is higher up and a little bigger, like, is that attractive or is that unattractive? I think it's delightful. I actually really enjoy pleasuring you orally. Wow. Well, there you go. But but you enjoy that. Yeah. But the next the next couple we meet, will he enjoy that? Will she enjoy that? That's always the question. And that is where body dysmorphia comes from, I think. It's, it's not knowing if what I have is right. And I'm not sure if dysmorphia is the right thing. I'm not sure if I'm using the right language there. I know that um, we talk about that like when it comes to weight loss. Like I used to weigh quite a bit more than I do now. And I've lost a ton of weight. And I'm super proud of myself. And I'd like to lose a little more. I'm always probably going to be a little on the heavier side of what I'd like to be. But she looks great. Oh, Don't let her fool you. Thank you. But it is definitely a concern for me and I wonder like if anyone else worries about that or does anyone else see the same things that I see it's 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 hard and that's dysmorphia right like when you look in the mirror and you only see yourself the way you used to be you can't see the positive changes that you've made in your body so I wonder about the same thing when it comes to like the way we have sex like you know or not the way we have sex or the way we see each other when we have sex like you know, do we, is that dysmorphia? So do you think about your own body as you're having sex? Sometimes. Really? 
I think I, I mainly, I think about my breasts, like as soon as a new partner cups me or, um, is like sucking or, or licking or playing with my breasts. I, I do worry about that quite a bit. Like, are these enough? Are they, because they're small and I know they're perky and I know they're sensitive. And I know that my, my constant partners like Matt and, and our constant playmates love them and think they're amazing, but will a new partner think that? See, that never crosses my mind. Personally, for me, I am so focused on their body mm-hmm. and so focused on them. Achieving that achieving that level of pleasure. That's mm-hmm. what you're focused on. Yeah. That's, that's interesting how different people look at it differently, I think. And I'd like to hear people's comments if they have I would. I'd be curious. I'd be curious as well to see what people, other people have to say um, about that. Like when you're with a new partner or even with your own partner, do you focus on them? Do you, what are you thinking about? Mm-hmm. You know, for Once me. Once you're subconscious in that, in that little quiet mind. Yeah. Like even when we're playing, I'm like, okay, what can I do next? What can I do to just amp that up one more notch for you? Hmm. What can I do to like, okay. So when I'm touching you, are you registering or are you just solely focused? I'm focused. When you touch me, I'm focusing on how you touch me. Do you put your nails in? Do you grab my hair? Do you, is it, is it soft? Is it gentle? And then I'm also cueing on what you vocally, what noises do you make? Is it just like a sigh? Is it more like a gasp? Is it more of a little bit of both? Um, Are you saying, oh my gosh, you know, I mean, I'm focusing on multiple different things. I think this is the one thing that I can multitask on. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, it's a single track. It is a single track. Um, and I adore that about you. But our darling is it, Matt is he's got one speed, ladies and gentlemen, and it is and it is so southern and so sweet. And and it's amazing because when you're on focus, nothing else exists. No, I, absolutely nothing. I mean, seriously, when I'm on when 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 we're together, nothing else is there. It's amazing. It's truly amazing. Yeah, when when I'm with any partner really it's mm-hmm. i'm solely focused on them that's and that's it. how it should be it really is and maybe we all should take a page out of matt's book and be a little less worried about our cellulite and stretch marks and scars and you know skin pigmentations and all these little things like holy god i shaved my legs this morning and i'm already stubbly how is that possible those things do I, they matter or do they not yeah, I think that, you know, for me, if I, I, I've, I've had partners that, okay, I don't know if their hair grows super quick or whatever, but they were stubbly, you know. It happens. It does. And you, and you know what? I, it didn't bother me yeah. because, you know, I was really into them and it, you know, I can overlook things Yeah. like that. Or I not can, even really notice probably. Or, or not even notice because, mm-hmm. you know, they're. There are times when it is just incredible and you can't put a finger on why it is so amazing. And there are other times where it just is like, hey, this was a lot of fun. 
and you know it was okay one and done well not even that i mean i think it's just sometimes like mentally or physically hey i'm I, i'm just i'm just tired Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm or you like, don't connect or you just you, you don't connect the way that you thought. That's a whole nother podcast. It really is. But <laughs> I think, though, that that kind of plays into your body image, too. Sometimes it does. If, if it comes up and it's just like, OK, I'm I'm I've, I've satisfied her as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and now she wants to kind of reciprocate that. And things just don't work. You know, mm -hmm. I might be able to get erect, but I, I don't stay erect. That's more, I think that doesn't have so much to do with your body image as it has to do with how you are feeling about that partner and like, that's more of a communication connectivity thing. Well, I, it is, and you're correct on that. But I think for me sometimes too, it's like, okay, she's touching me here and what does, you know, you know, is this, how is she perceiving this? Mm. You know, like, okay, she's kind of touching my belly and it's not the most firmest belly in the world. And, <laughs> um, you know, what, what's going on there, you know, mm -hmm. or, you know. I like your dad bod. I think it's hot. Well, thank you. I mean. <laughs> and Matt's face is so red. I just adore that. It's so cute. <laughs> so I... I, there are times that I'm with, you know, a newer partner and it's just a struggle. It's mm -hmm. a struggle to find that like letting go mm -hmm. and being like, okay, she's into me and just let it be. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that this is a, a difference too. And I've noticed this just being poly and, you know, dating other people that it seems like if you were monogamous at some point in your life, which most of us have been. Right. And then you switch to being non-monogamous. We have a little more issue than people who have always been non-monogamous and are used to any partner they're with just accepting who they are. So right. we, we, I was monogamous before years ago. Matt was monogamous before. And so we were used to having that one partner who accepted us for who we were until they didn't. And then that relationship ended and now it's a different ball game and so i think sometimes it is easier for people who have always been non-monogamous to let go and not have body issue than it is for people who were monogamous and used to being accepted for exactly the way they were but now they have new partners and it's a different ball game i think that's a little harder well i think too i, I think too going back to society and them putting okay you need to be you know, six to 195 pounds and have an eight inch cock. You know, if that's the average, whatever male. If it, that's the average male, I've been with, with exceptional few. So, but I was just saying, <laughs> just saying. but I mean, even, even for females, right? Like your society. Well, I, mean that puts, I should be like four inches taller and 50 pounds lighter and my boobs should be two sizes bigger. Well, and that's the thing, right? Oh, wait, I, my eyes are blue. Well, and that's kind of what I'm getting at is like, I, even when we play with multiple people, mm -hmm. right. It's like, okay, I'm not the biggest guy in the room and like, am I enough? You know what though? Here's the thing. So that's, this is an interesting point 
you have thought, I'm not the biggest guy in the room. My cock is not the biggest guy in the room. I have been in situations where there was group play, where I was the chubbiest girl in the room. Now that is a hard one. I am, I'm definitely not a Barbie doll. I'm definitely on the chubbier plus size end of things but i and and not that i not that i don't love my body the way it is i do and would i like to be a little thinner maybe a size or two i'm not nearly as big as i used to be but i'm definitely not as small as i'd like to be and so that's a hard thing to get over and trying to accept myself and love myself and say you are beautiful and you have just as much to give as a person who is a size six, right? Yeah, and I think that's, so, and that's where, like, I think we were talking earlier before the podcast, is that, you know, this is kind of like helped me be a little bit more comfortable with myself because, mm-hmm. I mean, I am able to very well satisfied people absolutely and not have any issues every damn day of the week baby. and twice on sunday <laughs> <laughs> but um i think that's the thing about it is that is as long as you everybody has strengths and weaknesses right mm-hmm. and if you play off of that and then i think the biggest thing is is paying attention to your partner because if you can satisfy your partner then you will be able to it doesn't really matter you know and for you for, for me, you if you can satisfy your partner then you're able to get over some of your body absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. and for me if a, if i'm with a new partner and they accept me the way they are and and things are moving along and fireworks are happening then I can relax. Usually after that first time, I can relax and I can be in the moment too. But I I think what we're trying to get at here for our listeners and what, what I hope that we've been able to convey to you is that everyone, literally everyone that I know, that I have been with in this, in this wonderful this wonderful road or path that we've been on in E&M relationships. I don't know that I have had a single partner, be they what I would consider society's version of perfection or a, a heavier person or a shorter person or whatever, whatever issue they had, every single partner has always had something that they've been like, oh, I hate. Right. I hate that. I want to change this. Or, yeah. And sometimes it hasn't even been physical. Sometimes it's been mental. I wish I could be a happier person. I wish I was didn't suffer from depression. I wish I didn't have anxiety. There, all, There's always something we don't like about ourselves. Absolutely. And I think that being in this lifestyle, you get the opportunity to experience new things and you get the opportunity to love those little quirks about yourself and love those little quirks in other people. Yeah. I I think, you know, I, I think that's very valid what you're saying. And I think the more that you get 
people around you who you think would judge you and they don't and they really look inside and they accept you they accept you for who you are Mm -hmm. flaws and everything it's amazing it is it's really just an amazing thing and it boosts your confidence right and you're not going to click i don't want to i don't want our listeners to think that oh you know well these people are just amazing and i can't believe how that this is not more widespread but you know the fact of the matter is we don't click with every single couple oh no 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 we've had several that we haven't and that's a bummer and it and it's hard and and actually that's that's a future podcast for us we've talked about you know having a podcast about what happens when you meet people and it doesn't work right because that's that's happened very valid multiple times for us yeah so um you know and i think there's and i don't think that had anything to do with it's with our body image and all it's just just mm-hmm. one of those things that happen it's more but, mental and more just lifestyle and but you know it's been surprising too though it's like how open people are about their bodies sometimes because mm-hmm. there are people that that we've been around um not necessarily been with but been around um or been in events that i was shocked at like how open they were with their bodies mm-hmm and, Absolutely. Um, you know, I can speak for, you know, like the, we talked about the hotel party takeover and mm-hmm. there were certainly people there who were very, very comfortable with their bodies. Right. And, I and was, not Barbie dolls or Ken dolls. Yes. No, they were not. Were not, but not, I mean, not that it was, I mean, not in a bad way. Just, just not what society, what cosmopolitan tells us is handsome or beautiful. Right. Right. Um, you know what? And I'm, I'm sure that they were. At, we didn't, we never, we didn't talk to any of them. Well, we couldn't possibly have talked to everybody. Right. But I mean, I'm sure they were super uber nice people. You mm-hmm. know, and the few that we did talk to, I mean, my gosh, they were super nice. Amazing. Um, that so, is one great thing about E and M is I think we are a little more accepting of each other. Absolutely. Flaws and all, which I really enjoy. Absolutely, I think so. it's just a it's just a gradual learning about ourselves and mm-hmm. accepting that hey, you know, nobody's perfect. No one's perfect. Not even the people in Cosmetology. They're just airbrushed. They're, they're, <laughs> they're airbrushed, and <laughs> Photoshop I Photoshop is a thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to I want to wrap this up by saying to our listeners that love yourself, really, because you have a lot to offer. Right. And you don't have to be perfect. No, you don't have to be perfect. You know, you really don't. And I think that's the thing is that when you get up in the morning or you get out of the shower or whatever, and you're looking at yourself in the mirror and you're seeing all of these flaws. Oh, my gosh. Every day, right? I can't stand this about myself. I can't do this. Even if you're working on things. I hate my cellulite. But here's the deal, though. I mean... Even if you hate it all and you're working towards a goal of losing weight or being more fit or toned or whatever, whatever the case may be, you know what? There, there are people out there that are willing to accept and you. just like you, yep. just like you. Yeah. So don't worry about that because we all have little things we wish we could change. Yeah. All yeah. of us. Absolutely. We hope that you have found this podcast a little bit enlightening. This was a different one for us, but we wanted to be a little more personal and tell you a little about how we feel 
about body image because we feel like it is just a subject that comes up all the time. So I, I hope that you have uh, gained a little bit from this. Yeah, absolutely. I think too, it's just, um, you know, keep, keep pushing forward. Right. Absolutely. And, and find the situations and people and, um, scenarios that, that work for you. Yeah. So. Don't, don't give up. Right. Don't, don't, give up. don't give up. This, this lifestyle is amazing and you will find people that are, that are your fit. And so. if you have already, then that is just even ice, more icing on the cake. It's frosting on the cupcake, baby. The, the, the cupcake is the nucleus. The frosting is the yummy stuff. And the sprinkles is like the, holy fuck, that was amazing stuff. I don't like sprinkles. That, that's just wrong, Matt. you got to like sprinkles. No, because you have, look. All right. If the if our listeners will indulge us for just one second, I will explain this whole oh thing. Oh, my God. All right. Look, you have a nice, moist cupcake, okay? You used the word moist. I did use the word moist. <laughs> Thank you for <laughs> ruining my. Okay. All right. I'm good. You can't even keep I'm trying. I'm trying. Go ahead. So you have the cake part, which is. I'm going to use the word tender. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. I can't stop laughing. <laughs> then you have fluffy icing on top. Everything is soft. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then you're going to put hard, crunchy cr <laughs> stuff on top of it. It doesn't go. It doesn't work. I like, I kind of like hard stuff. Oh, my. Oh, God. I can't. I can't. My eyes are watering. I'm going to tell you right now, if you chew on my hard stuff, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> I can't. Oh my goodness gracious. Ooh. My eyes are watering, Matt. <laughs> well, okay. On that note. On that note, ladies. No sprinkles no. on Matt's cupcake, ladies. <laughs> yeah, please, no, no, no hard sprinkles. <laughs> We've hoped you've enjoyed this episode of American Polly. Until next time. I'm Julie. And I'm Matt. Thank you for listening to American Polly. If you enjoy this podcast, please like and subscribe. And you can also support us on our website at American-Polly.com.